Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a Mouse Clubhouse conversation. Hi, this is Scott Wolf, and this conversation is with Tim Conway. This particular interview was a bit different for me because Tim's not someone who is a major part of Disney, as are most of the people that I interview. Although I was put in touch with Tim because of his Disney connection, having starred in a few Disney movies, which I personally love, I grew up watching Tim on the Carol Burnett television show, for which he's best known. Tim was a comic genius, a master not only at scripted comedy, but when ad-libbing as well. The other cast members often couldn't keep a straight face when he would improvise, and audiences would tune in anticipating the moment when he would break up Harvey Corman. Before The Carol Burnett Show, Tim played Ensign Parker on the classic sitcom McHale's Navy, playing opposite Ernest Borgnine. Decades later, the two would provide the voices of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy on the SpongeBob SquarePants animated television show. When I was a kid growing up in the 1970s, I just loved the Disney movies. The live-action movies the company was producing at that time were always fun, lighthearted, and silly, and my parents never minded bringing me to a Disney movie because you knew they were tasteful and family-friendly. Tim prided himself on providing clean, wholesome entertainment, so it was a perfect fit for Disney. His first Disney movie was The World's Greatest Athlete, and he also appeared in The Shaggy D.A., a sequel to the successful 1959 film The Shaggy Dog. But it was with the Apple Dumpling Gang that Tim was teamed up with another comedy legend, Don Knotts, and they created magic together. In fact, they were so great together that before the movie was even released, Disney signed them to team up for Gus, a film about a mule that kicks field goals. <laughs> they would team up again for Disney in the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again, but they also appeared together in two non-Disney films, The Private Eyes and The Prize Fighter, both of which Tim wrote. Did you know that in 1963, the two actually were up against each other for Emmy Awards in the category of Best Supporting Actor? Tim for McHale's Navy and Don Knotts for The Andy Griffith Show. Although Don took home the award that day, Tim has won six Emmys in his career. Although my conversations usually focus on the Disney aspects of the people I'm interviewing, with Tim, I couldn't resist finding out all about his illustrious career. To begin this conversation from 2007, I asked Tim how he got a start as a performer. Here's Tim Conway. Well, let me see. I guess I never really decided. My initial... Uh target in life was to be a jockey. I was about 95 pounds when I graduated from high school, and though I was a natural athlete, every muscle toned to perfection, uh, and played a lot of sports and everything in, uh, in high school, I still was interested in horse racing. So I was galloping horses at a track in Cleveland, and uh, if I hadn't fallen off as much as I did and been terrified of horses, I think I probably would have continued in that. <laughs> but um, then, I decided, then I went to college for four years at Bowling Green State University, and uh, then after that, I went into uh, the Army uh, hours for uh, two years, wow. and hours <laughs> in Seattle, as you know, we were not attacked there, so I feel responsible for saving that town, <laughs> although they've never sent me any kind of an accommodation, but uh -oh. hey, you know, that's the way it goes. <laughs> and uh, then came out of the Army, and uh, I just happened to fall into doing... Um, promotion work at a radio station in Cleveland. There was a job opening there. As a matter of fact, Jack Riley, who was eventually ended up on the Bob Newhart show, uh, was working there, and he said, you know, I'm going in the Army. You're coming out of the Army. And uh, he said, this job I'm doing is open, so why don't you uh, go down? And it was just a job writing, uh, you know, promos, uh, see, uh, you know, t tonight, uh, uh, 
you know, uh, I was directing. So I was actually a director in television, and uh, we had a morning show. I talked them into doing a morning show with a host, uh, Ernie Anderson, who eventually came became the voice of ABC, the guy who used to do On the Love Boat. Oh, wow. um, and he was the talent. I was the director. Uh, he had very little talent, and I had never directed, so uh, <laughs> it was a mess. Uh, the first week, uh, we were supposed to have a movie uh, that would start at uh, 9 o'clock and end at 10.30, and I couldn't figure out how to back time the movie so that it would end at 10.30. So the first week, we had no endings to any of the movies. So people would call and say, hey, you know, <laughs> what, what happened? I said, hey, Citizen Kane, it's a sled, you know, <laughs> rosebud. So we decided to play all the endings on Friday. So if you missed an ending during the week, you could see it on Friday. Are you serious about this? Yeah, yeah. So it got to be kind of a dumb inside thing, you know. And we were supposed to have a guest on the show. We couldn't get any guests, so I was always the guest. And um, Rosemarie from the Dick Van Dyke Show happened to be coming through town, and we were... Yeah, I don't know. She happened to see some of this stuff and said, you know, this is really hysterical. And I said, well, actually, in reality, we're fighting for our lives here. So she took peace back to Steve Allen. He said, yeah, let's bring this guy out and see what we can do. So I went out, did Steve Allen for, he was on Sunday at that time by then and against uh, Ed Sullivan. And wow. uh, so I did about three shows there and went back to Cleveland. They called The Tonight me. Show, you mean? Huh? At, at that time, it was The Tonight Show? Uh, well, he finished, he had, Stopped the Tonight Show and had gone to Sunday uh, evening in competition with um, Ed Sullivan, oh. uh, which obviously didn't work out. So they were kind of in the interim. I think uh, Steve's show was canceled after probably you know ten, twelve shows or something like that. Uh, I had done three. Went back to Cleveland. They called me. Uh, the producer of uh, McHale's Navy had seen me on Steve Allen and said, "You want to play this character, Ensign Parker?" And I said, uh, I've never done anything. And he said, well, you know, you got what it takes to do it, so do you want to do it? And I said, no. I said, I'm here in Cleveland having some fun, so I, I'm just going to stay here. And, uh, so the station uh, manager actually fired me so I would come back out here. Oh, and wow. take, he said, you got to be nuts. So wow. he said, go back out there and do that. And I did, and uh, there you go. And what about Barnacle Boy? Your, uh, how did that yes, come Yes, we worked together on that, yeah. Did uh, you record together? Ernie and I do. He plays a character, and I play a character, and uh, so usually we do it together. You know, we go in together. And um, so I see him, you know, two or three times a year just on that alone. How did that come to be? Did they? Was it intentional that they wanted to do? Yeah, they were. They were. They're two heroes. I uh, You know, I don't watch the show that much. But no, I, I see. I have a five-year-old, so I see oh, it more well, than I should. No, the uh, episode. <laughs> it's a great show. SpongeBob, mm -hmm. SquarePants. You know, it's funny. I didn't know I was Barnacle Boy. My grandma, uh, my grandmother, my granddaughter told me I because you do stuff, you know, like this, and uh, they say it's going to be a cartoon in a year, and they ship it to China, and somebody draws it, and then in yeah. a year it's on. And I had forgotten about it, and my daughter, or granddaughter, said, uh, "Geez, I think." That guy is you, you know, and she was right. So. <laughs> oh, funny. She discovered me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that was intentional, though, to team you up for that. Yeah, we were we're like two old-time heroes, you know, that uh, in the Barnacle uh, era, and uh, we come and save uh, them once in a while from the evil. Now, was the Steve Allen show a talk show, or was that a... Uh, it was originally, yeah. The one that you were doing? I think the reason I was in the, I'm in this business is because of the original talk show. I used to, you know, stay up all night uh, watching that thing. Mm -hmm. And the guys, Don Knotts, Louie and I, Tom Poston, you know, the men on the street, and Steve, and all of the other talent that uh, Steve had an eye for, yeah. was 
year, and then Don and I got thrown together at Disney and did a couple of pictures for them, and I think we did about five uh, together. Yeah. And uh, it just uh, it just blossomed into a you know a great uh, comedic romance, and uh, I wrote uh, three pictures for Don and I, which we did, and independent things, and they went well too. So it, we we became very very good friends, and I had always admired Don because he had a terrific outlook on what he thought was funny and what he wanted to do in the business, which was to play, you know, good, clean humor, funny humor, just family stuff, which is uh, where I was pointed. And uh, we just got along very well and uh, did a lot of successful stuff together. Uh, I wanted to talk to you, of course, about the Carol Burnett show, which I used to stay up and go in my parents' room because I didn't have a TV in my room. And Uh I would watch that all the time. (laughs) It looked like you were having fun all the time. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That uh, that's as good as it gets. Yeah, really? that was uh, eleven years of just uh, you know fun stuff. That uh, you know, Carol was one of the more generous uh, stars you'll ever want to run into, and uh, really? the comedy was just uh, silly stuff. You know, uh, Carol never believed in getting into uh, political discussions or racial or religious or anything like that. So we weren't offending anybody and uh, yeah. just being silly and. Um, try to break up Harvey, or did that just happen each time? Well, it came kind of easily, because he's a very poor performer, so. (laughs) No, we had kind of a George Burns, Jack Benny uh, relationship, so uh, whenever I looked at him, he went south on me. Um, And then it got to be part of the show, because, well, I was a writer on the show, so I would write a sketch for us, and uh, then I would never do what I wrote for myself. I would do something else. So he he never knew where we were going, or what I was going to do, or what I was going to say, so that's trying to break them up off camera too yeah like that yeah, i think so yeah we had yeah we had a great relationship and uh, as a matter of fact for the last eight years we were out doing uh, a show that i wrote kind of like a traveling burnett show uh, you know we did uh, the characters from the show and is it uh, the together again yeah yeah and uh, made a dvd out of it and uh, it is going exceptionally well That's so uh, i guess people are out there just kind of looking for good old uh, you know down home comedy how did you end up getting the first role in The World's Greatest Athlete? I, that was your first one, I think, for Disney. Yeah. Yeah, they, um, uh, I guess they had seen me on The Burnett Show, and uh, they were looking for somebody that uh, could do some physical stuff, and uh, so they gave me a rink, and uh, down I went. Yeah. And then I think it was Gus after that where you worked with a mule. Yes, I've worked with just about every animal in the world. <laughs> a dog, a mule, a horse, uh, Uh, no, the back lot. Okay. Yeah, that was a great lot. Yeah. Did you 
enjoy it? I mean, did you feel that the Disney lot was any different than some of the yeah, other? Yeah, it was Toyland. You know, I mean, it was just, uh, it was, you know, hometown USA. Yeah. Did you ever get any script, especially the Disney ones or any, I guess, you know, where you thought this is just nuts? I mean, like like in the Shaggy DA, I know you were in a pie fight, and then I think you went through a paint factory. and a, Oh, yes, in a feather factory, too. The feather, you're covered with uh, feathers. Right. <laughs> I mean, did you, what, what did you think when you read it? I mean, did you think it was silly or just insane? Uh, the first thing I thought uh, with the pie fight was, I hope I don't get hit with a pie right away. <laughs> you get hit with a pie, then you're in it for five days. I mean, you know, you get with, as soon as you get hit with a pie, then the first thing in the morning when you come in, they throw another pie at you to match what happened yesterday. So you're in a pie all day long. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you begin to smell like a pie. Okay. And in those days, they used real pies for some reason. Did I, they really? I for looks and everything, but uh, yeah. So you sit down at six in the morning and somebody throws a pie in your face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who were some of your heroes as far as comedy goes? Uh, I started with Steve Allen. I thought Steve was about as funny as it gets uh, in his position as a as a comic, you know, guiding these nuts through uh, an evening. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Don was my uh, was my mentor. I mean, he just he cracked me up because uh, his entire life was on his face, you know. And yeah. You just read everything, and then when he went on to Mayberry, uh, it was just it was a perfect character. In real life, I mean, he just really? was such a kind, wonderful, gentle, you know, guy. And uh, uh, and Tom Poston and Louis Nye and uh, Sid Caesar and Gleason, uh, you know, they were all uh, up there. And uh, yeah, because well, I came through that era of television when they were just experimenting with uh, comedy. And uh, you know, you give somebody a show like Steve that an hour and a half live every yeah. night. I mean, you had to do a little creative work, uh, you know, just to fill the time. Yeah, although a lot of it was experimentative, you know, I think some of it was still, to this day, some of the best comedy ever done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there are some sketches on there that were uh, absolutely classic. And uh, to do that on a nightly basis uh, that long. And Steve, you know, had a great eye for talent. I mean, geez, the people that he, Stephen Eady and uh, Andy Williams and Jonathan Winters, and I mean, it just, uh, Bill Dana, Pat Harrington, all those you know, I mean, just collected people that were extremely entertaining and talented. How would you describe yourself? What kind of person are you off camera? <clears throat> I would say pretty happy. I can't really fault a lot of uh, things that I've done because uh, I kind of um, picked the direction I wanted to go, which was family uh, comedy, and to be just uh, nuts and uh, have a good time uh, doing it. I never really took the business seriously, and uh, I think if they'd have said any kind of thing along the way about getting out of the business, I would have, uh, you know, walked away from it and said, gee, that was fun. But I, I don't think I'd, uh, you know, I don't think I ever would have worked in the theater for $5 a week until somebody discovered me. I, that yeah. wasn't my uh, attitude about the business. I just enjoyed, you know, doing funny things. Is there any one memory or any couple of memories that really stand out for you? Well, I think there's a combination of memories. The combination, of, you know, <clears throat> the awards were are nice, you know, but I, I, that's uh, that wasn't also what I was gunning for. I, I think the evenings when you know that you've done a, a pretty decent performance, you know that you've entertained an audience, you know that uh, a lot of people aren't going to complain about the uh, what you, the material was uh, that you have 
your job, you know, that you try to be a good family man, you try to be an example for the kids, you um, you know, try to be an example for even the young comics coming up, at, uh, that it can be fun and it can be uh, clean, it can be, you know, and I'm not pushing clean, but it, it just is such uh, an easier way to do it. You don't have to apologize for anything, you know. Yeah. And uh, I've enjoyed it very much. So I, there's not really an evening that I could target that would say, you know, geez, uh, I would say that holding up Emmys wasn't really one of those, because uh, that's, as I say, that's the end result. That's just the topping. But uh, yeah. the work along the way to uh, get to that place is what's the fun. We hope you've enjoyed this Mouse Clubhouse conversation. Thank you for joining us.